好，好正我唔。That's WNYC reporter Catherine Fung cooking with her 96-year-old grandmother. They live together. Like many other Asian Americans in New York City this year, they face fears of both COVID-19 and the recent wave of anti-Asian violence. You know, I was worried about her for months during the pandemic, and then even when、um, the cases. You know the cases aren't、uh, as widespread now, but I、uh, continue to have to worry、um, due to those incidents of violence that I was seeing in the news. This year, 125 anti-Asian incidents were reported in the city. That's roughly 100 more than last year, and many of the victims are elders. In April, a 61-year-old man was thrown onto the concrete and kicked in the head repeatedly. A month later, a 75-year-old woman was punched in the face. Fung was concerned for her grandmother, who suffers from mild dementia but remains incredibly independent. The conversations weren't easy. I actually try to use like the fear factor mainly.、Um, we have a relationship where,、uh, you know, sometimes I try to say things and I don't really feel like I'm taken seriously, but I try to communicate、um, the severity of this. Since a quarter of Asian Americans live in multi-generational households, younger generations have taken charge to protect the more vulnerable around them. For Fung, that means running errands and buying groceries for her mom and grandma. I just know that this is something that I stepped up to do because it was something I had to do. Fung isn't the only one. David Chin Hong, a sophomore at the University at Albany SUNY and a local Queens resident, feels a certain duty whenever he steps onto the subway. Like when I'm out and about. And I just see like, I just see like an Asian person by themselves, or like where when the train station, I just like make sure, like okay, I see you, you're over there, just making sure nothing happens. It's not like I'm gonna like stand next to them, but just making sure like I see you, and like you know if something ever happens to you, I will intervene to make sure that like nothing escalates, involving like you being harmed and vice versa. So yeah. He recalls watching videos of Asian Americans being pushed onto the subway tracks. Those anxieties led his mother to rethink her pre-pandemic commute to the family laundromat business. Usually, my mom would take the bus and the train to go to Brooklyn, and it was like you know she just kind of brought herself to work, right? But then the pandemic happened. Soon, the subsequent anti-Asian attacks followed. My mom like refused to take the MTA. She hasn't really like set foot on the train like since March of 2020. I want to say, yeah. His dad began driving her to work. And even as many New Yorkers returned to their subway commutes, his parents continued to carpool due to his mom's fears of violence and COVID. But there's a happy byproduct to all this. Before the pandemic, the Chin Hongs rarely ate together after work and school. COVID started, and everyone was kind of like forced to be at home.、Uh, we started having more family dinners together, and we still have family dinners together now too. We、um, Because my parents come home at the same time. After my parents come home, then my mom cooks dinner, and then we all eat it together. So that's one thing that we started doing. There are over 1.2 million Asian Americans living in New York City today. That's big thanks to the neighborhood of Flushing, Queens. It's the largest ethnoburb of Asian Americans in the country. At Nan Chan Senior Center in Flushing, Queens, local Chinese elders proudly share the stories of their own kids and grandkids taking charge during the pandemic. With bright smiles, they recount stories of countless grocery runs, endless gifts, and daily WeChat conversations. To them, this loving care called Xiao Xuan in Chinese and filial piety in English is nothing new. It's just 
more important now that they're in a pandemic. One senior, Ru Xiaosheng, believes the younger generation's care is a two-way street. In Mandarin, Ru says, yes, our children are worried about us, but we're worried about them too. After all, they're the ones going out every day to work during the pandemic. The only thing we can do is try our best to be safe. Candy Lau, Columbia Radio News.